You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 156. I am Tim Robertson, joined, as always, by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. How are you? I'm well. It probably sounds a little different, my voice, the, the audio quality. You're in a different place? I am in a different place. I'm in my original podcast headquarters, which is Chad Perry's house, his office. Hello, Chad. Hello, Tim. Chad Perry, of course, for those who don't know, was my original co-host on the MyMac podcast, low those many years ago. And uh, we came. I came over to Chad's house to do a special MyMac podcast with, uh, with the MyMac crew because they're celebrating the 500th episode, David. 500. Who would have thought it? Now, there are podcasts out there that haven't been around as long that have higher numbers, but that's because they do multiple shows in one week, whereas the MyMac podcast has always been one show a week. I mean, during you know the Macworld Expo, there was more, and I think there was a few times, Chad, we might have actually recorded two shows in one week. I don't remember. Yeah. But, but, but normally when we doubled up, it was because we knew we'd both be gone, and so we posted it the right. next week. So. But, I mean, that's still 500 episodes, and there's actually more than that. Because joining us also is Guy Shroff, the current host of the MyMac podcast. Hello, Guy. Hello, hello. So if we were doing continuous, we would have hit the 500th episode uh, last year. Yeah, but we we had multiple episodes during the Macworld Expo weeks. um, And you would have hit it, you know, this uh, last week alone. But you did what, two episodes from Macworld Expo? Three. Well, Three. I did two while I was at the Macworld Expo, and, and then that there was a third one, one that I, I completed here at the house once I got home. Right. So, but still, that's ten years of podcasting one show. That's that's a quite an accomplishment, guy. Yeah, yeah, and um, I have I've been lucky enough to have been around almost well nearly since the beginning. Yeah, about nine um, years of it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. you guys. I think were in your second year when uh, when I came on board. Absolutely. So I, uh, David, actually had the idea of why don't we record Tech Fan after we do the MyMac show and we could have Chad and Guy on. And I wholeheartedly agree, David. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I have good ideas. Every now and again. <laughs> it's unfortunate well, that uh, Gaz had to leave. It yeah. is. It was. It's. But if you want to hear uh, all five of us, listen to my Mac podcast five hundred, and you'll hear the the hilarity that ensues. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a different. Well, I, I, actually, was it really all that different? Probably not. Well, the ban- Well, the the Bruce Banner theme was a little different, but yeah. other than that, <laughs> <laughs> it actually took me a minute to to remember where it was that from. Theme. Yeah, and it, yeah. and as soon as as soon as it clicked. That the whole, and, yeah, it was like the whole thing popped into my head. It's like, guy doesn't like Hulk music or something. I don't even remember what it was I said. Yeah, but when it clicked in your head is when you really lost and started laughing. Yeah. Um, I did want to take a look, care of a little bit of business. David and I had a discussion uh, maybe a month ago, and it was about the new Microsoft Siri-like feature on Windows mobile phones. And I said, I think it would be even better if they continue to call it Cortana and actually got the actress mm-hmm. who did that voiceover for the Halo games to do it on the Microsoft you know, mobile platform. And I said, that'll never happen. It'll yeah. be something stupid like Windows Bing or... <laughs> you know. And, you know, we, we all know that Microsoft has a new CEO now, and he seems Thank to be God. changing things up. But one of the things that came out this week, guys, is they're 
actually doing exactly what I suggested. So just proof that somebody at Microsoft, and I think it, it must be the CEO, is listening to TechFan because yeah, sure it, they're calling it Cortana, and they got the actress who did the voice to actually – they ask it, or, who's your daddy? And it says, well, technically speaking, that would be Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, David, I honestly think this foreshadows – Good fortune ahead for Microsoft. At I least. can, yeah, and well, for obviously, you know, there's a VP position just waiting there for you. Uh, us, us, David, <laughs> us. We're a team. Okay, fair enough. Um, no, I, I think uh, we, we, in fact, just just between the the uh, while we're while we were waiting between the shows here, we were just talking about Office on the iPad, like we did last week on the show, uh, and we were discussing how this does appear to be very much reflecting a change of approach in, in, in Microsoft. And I think, Guy, Guy, you're the one who said, <laughs> let's make some money off, off iPad people rather than uh, wait for and them to convert know, to it, Windows. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, why why fight when you can switch? Yeah. Yeah, so. I, it only makes sense to me if Microsoft used to be that way. I mean, if yeah. you go well, way back in the day, yeah. they were the they were one of the major software suppliers to the original Macintosh. Mm-hmm. And it was an important relationship for Apple. Nowadays, I think it's probably a lot less important to Apple, but I think it's more important to Microsoft to have that good relationship. And you never hear Apple and Microsoft sniping at each other now, Chad. No, no. I, I think that's cool. Yeah, it's definitely changed in the last few years. And I think I think part of it is just with, with the aging of Gates and with the aging of Jobs. and Yeah? Yeah, I think a lot of that kind of petered out for after a while. And also, I think the, I think the fan bases themselves are a lot less vehement than we used to be well does that well mean i think the i think they've moved simply from desktop to mobile all the yeah. all the real yeah. jerks have moved from desktop to mobile the yeah, people so now are the, the desktop are like android yeah. or or iphone or yeah 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 i think you're right i think people are looking at computers as more of a commodity now especially if they're still pc users mm-hmm. um, but i you know the the fandom i don't does it even exist the way it used to david well, it, I, I think um, I think guys, right? It, 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 it you know, it, it's it's still there. They just, you know, it's all about Android and, and iOS, and to, not to a lesser extent Windows Phone, but really, yeah, I mean, it, it, it has become instead of being Apple, Microsoft, it's now become uh, iOS, Android. Uh, some of those Android guys can be pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and and conceptually, I think there's a. It, it's, I mean, it's a bit deeper than that. I think it's more about the uh, the kind of user experience that Apple favors, the uh, care they they seem to prefer to take with with their users' data and and what they do with their devices. But but that comes with the you know the, almost like the chains, if you like, of of what people call the walled garden. You know, it's very much uh, under all under Apple's control, and it's not free. Whereas with with Google, they like to portray it as an Android is, is open. It's it's you can do what you want. It's there's no constraints and that sort of thing. Of course, at the same time, Google is mining your data as to the to an inch of its life, uh, and the openness is is only as open as they. Want it to be, be rather than necessarily yeah. what 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 people think it is. So I, I think there's some there's some kind of cultural uh, or uh, no cultural is not really the right word, but there's, there's it's it's a bit more semantic than just purely uh, one platformer over not over another nowadays. It's it's, it's all more philosophical. about your, exactly yeah that was the yeah. word I was looking for. 
Now, Guy, if you were just getting into this, philosophically speaking, putting aside the fact that Google is data mining your information, presenting ads based on the email that you happen to be reading right then, uh, if you're using the web browser, of course, wouldn't you more than likely kind of side with Google? I mean, it's open. It's on multiple devices. They're cheaper according to you know going to the store and looking at them rather than Apple, which is kind of a walled garden. Uh, but, of um, course, Apple has much better apps and stuff like that for the iPhone and, and the iPad. But if you were well, just getting into this, do you think you would favor one over the other? It would depend on what kind of, of user I was. Um, a lot of the things that I use iOS for, I can't do on Android. Like, I, I go to the Macworld Expo, and I'm recording with two different microphones and a small mixer on two different tracks on a third-generation iPad. It's not even the latest iPad. With a uh, an application that, on the the light version of it, you can record up to 24 live tracks on an iOS device. That's crazy. You can't even think about doing something like that in Android. There, there is the, 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 the level of app development for Android is just not the same as it is for iOS. iOS gets the, the, the good apps, not because, uh, it's necessarily a better platform, but more along the lines of the people that use the platform are willing to pay for good software. Whereas on well, the Android side, it seems to be everything is everything should be free or it should be ad based or, you know, and I can't even imagine trying to record multi-track audio with an application that's going to stop me in the middle to play an ad from Lexus. Well, most of the ads that you see will come when you first launch an app. I don't know even on Android any apps that will stop working to present you an ad unless it's something like Pandora, which has ads built in. Right, but that's right. not a productivity ad. Well, I, I was being facetious, but yeah, I know. You know, that, that's I know. what I meant. What do you think, David? Um, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I agree with Guy. I think I think the cream of the, the software is, is on iOS. The, the problem with... The argument of Android is cheaper, Android, you know, the hardware's cheaper, the software's cheaper, all that sort of thing is, if that really was what was truly important to people, then iOS would have been destroyed once Android, uh, it went, once Android took off. I, it took Android a long, long time to get going, but I think everyone would have admit nowadays that, that a, a good mid-level Android device, a, a Samsung Galaxy S5 or, or whatever, whatever the latest one is, is not a bad phone in itself. Um, and that the tablets as well have also come along a long way. So if, if it was just all about price and, and, and that was really what it was, then, then iOS would be history. And it's not, which shows that there is something to it that means people are prepared to pay those premium prices for for the software and for the hardware in order to get into the Apple ecosystem. Uh, and and it's not it's not just all fanboys and it's not just all people right. who are blindly um you know, bl following slavishly Apple's. following up following Apple. Yeah. There's there's something to it. Now Chad, did you listen to the last episode of Tech Fan by Chance? Sure. So you heard David and I discussing the developer who got permanently booted out of the Google ecosystem, which was a great story, by the way, because he was writing crap that apps, was funny. right? And <clears throat> and I think it was uh, Bill Palmer that had mentioned his apps never would have made it live on the App Store to begin with, 
Right. So he on never would have got App kicked. Store. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, on the, the Apple, Apple App Store. Store. Yeah. He never would have. He never would have got kicked out of there permanently because mm-hmm. his app would never even gone live. It would have been right. just rejected. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the biggest difference between the two. And I think any informed customer, if they do even an hour's worth of research, mm-hmm. is going to see that yeah, the the stuff that's on Apple's iOS. Is curated software. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a bad thing, but it's really not. That's what you really want as a user. You don't yeah, want to download something and find out this is not actually Angry Birds. Right. But we've had this discussion, I think, going back years, even back when we look at like even the video game platforms. Yeah. Because Nintendo was, of course, notorious for not having any sort of SDK, not having any sort of enforcement for the, the software that got released for its systems. And so there was a lot of crap games that came out for the Nintendo Wii just because Nintendo doesn't... They didn't seem to care. They didn't seem to care. Whereas we look at, say, a PS, like Sony PS or Xbox, where they really do care about the user experience. I mean, if, if their users are going to pony up even 10 bucks to download something through the network, they want to make sure that it's good software. And it was a lot harder to pass uh, Microsoft guidelines. Right. And and Microsoft and Sony were both much more easier to deal with as, you know, the platform holders right. when it came to an SDK, early access yep. to the hardware. And Nintendo's traditionally mm-hmm. been very stringent, very difficult to deal with from a developer point of view. Mm-hmm. And so the best games were always on the other platforms first because they were getting early access. They were yeah. getting help from those studios mm-hmm. and that developers. And it just, it, that's how you have to do it. And mm-hmm. you're right. There's, there shouldn't be any difference between Apple and Android, but there is because right. Apple treats developers right. They get mm-hmm. 70% of everything that's spent. And David, it seems that Apple really went out of the way to create a platform that's really developer friendly. They did, uh, and I think, I mean, it's interesting with the App Store because I don't. I'm not one of these people who believes this is the App Store was something they always wanted to do. I think they did an about turn after they first launched the iPhone. Totally um, agree. What, yeah. yeah, when they first, I think originally they thought that they would be the only people developing apps for them, and um, it was but only you, the. You do have to realize what what the market of, for cell phones were like before they exactly even released it. I mean, yeah, there was no. I mean, there was self flip phones and you could download little games, but even finding those games to download was a pain and they were all crappy games. I downloaded well, a couple. The earliest, earliest games that came out for the I, the iOS were basically ports of old cell phones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Or but Mac I, games. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that once Apple decided to do an application platform, they decided to do it correctly. They've obviously put a lot of thought into it. And I remember when it first launched, the, the restrictions and the 30% and everything like that. People railed against that about how awful it was, how terrible it was. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and then they realized how much money there was to be made. And everyone kind of, you know, you remember all those... All those um, complaints about the uh, about the um, the application vetting processes and getting onto the app store and everything. I mean, when's the last time you heard a story like that where somebody complained about their app being pulled? It just doesn't happen anymore because people have learned to accept it and learned to accept that there is a method in what appeared to be madness at the time. And um, Apple is also very transparent on why your apps are not mm-hmm. being. You know, these are the kind of apps that will never be approved. Mm-hmm. And here's why. They're very transparent about that. And yeah. at least they are now, and I think they have been for a number of years now. And yeah. that makes a big difference if you're a developer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you write something and you release it on Android, yes, it's automatically uploaded, no one cares, but if they pull it, 
there's no explanation. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else out there, if, if yours becomes at all popular on Android, is going to clone the crap out of it with exactly yeah. the same name. Yeah. And that just and doesn't happen with on iOS. Just that little bit of extra malware in between for that creamy goodness. Yeah. <laughs> now, there is, there is a, an epidemic of copycat software on iOS. And it's, it's kind of from the very beginning, but it seems to be really getting out of control now. Uh, Flappy Birds was one. This uh, Three Sixes, I think it's called, something like that. Uh, was it 2048? The, the, yeah, 2048 is the copy. The original one was called Threes. Right. Uh, and um, yeah, 2048 is just, but it, it, it's, it's, what, it's a very simple game. It's, it's quite interesting. It's quite addictive. You have to basically slide numbers around the board um, and double them up until you get to that to higher numbers to make scores it's it's if you kind of imagine a sudoku cross with those sliding picture puzzles you used to get as a kid it's a little bit like that oh, okay that yeah. actually sounds kind uh, of interesting yeah it is well, here's, well, here's the story though game. guy yeah 2048 came out of uh what was what was it called again the original the original Three? is called threes. threes threes okay so yeah. threes comes out one of the people that actually helped them develop that game started another one called 2048. 2048 went off like a rocket. It's the most popular. Now the original game, people will leave reviews saying, oh, this is just a copycat of 2048. And they're not making as much money even close to 2048. That's the original. So the, the developers for the original one is kind of upset because people are calling them copycats. They're clearly not. They were out first. And they're not selling as much as the copycat. And so some developers see that as a huge problem, to which I say that's always been the case in video games. Right. And guess what? That's the same in music. That's the same in movies. That's the same. How many L.A. laws do we have now? Oh, wait. Now it's called. Or CSIs. Or CSIs. I mean, if something becomes popular or even if it's just a good idea, it's just going to get ripped off. That's just the way it is. And developers are really screaming on the iOS platform now, like this is something new. And I don't think, Guy, that this is anything new, is it? No, no. Um, going back, even even going back to before computers, when you were looking at game consoles, uh, a particular game would come out that uh, was a uh, a format that hadn't been seen before or was very popular. And How many Pac-Man see... clones were there? Oh, yeah. I mean, Pac-Man oh. blew up, and yeah, then after in that, the arcade, everything was a even. maze eating something or, oh, it was terrible. Yeah, and, and, but there were also some good games that came from that. One of my favorite games, and we're ta- I'm talking about consoles or arcade, you know, that would be in, in like an, uh, an arcade store or whatever, not necessarily game consoles, was a game called Berserk. Mm-hmm. Yep. That where you were a guy running through a maze and there were robots after you and they were shooting at you. And uh, the, the whole thing that made it kind of different was that the game would talk to you, you know, kill the humanoid, the humanoid must not escape as, as you're going through this maze. But it was the same basic kind of gameplay where you're, a character in a maze and you're trying to get from point A to point B and there are other little things in here that are trying to get you. Yeah. But originality is very hard to do now, isn't it, David? I mean, hasn't all the great ideas been done or do you think there's still a lot of room in in iOS or Android or wherever a developer is developing for? I think I think there is a lot. There is room. There's always room for something. You know, I mean, threes itself came out of nowhere. It wasn't... Um 
it wasn't something they've ever really done been done before. So I, I think there's there's plenty of opportunity for innovation. The problem is is that for an awful lot of people it's too hard to innovate to come up with something new. It's far easier just to copy something that's already been done. Um and there's always people who want to make the quick quick cash grab, unfortunately. Um But that's a sign of a healthy ecosystem, isn't it? Well, it, it is. I, all of this would not be – just to criticize Apple for a, for a bit, all of this would not be so much of a problem if it was easy to find stuff on the App Store. It was easy to sift through all the rubbish and find the quality. And it's not. It's really, really hard. And one of the reasons 2048 has done so well is because Apple themselves have fairly heavily promoted it on the front page of the App Store. Um, and that's what, that's what leads people to think that it was the original when, in fact, it's the copy – yeah. Um, and, and that is a problem. And it, that is something that I think Apple does need to think about addressing. Really, the interface the App Store could do with a, a ground up rewrite, in my, my opinion. Uh, do you I think know, so, Apple plays favorites in the App Store? I, I don't, I don't think so. I think the problem is that they, they reflect what's popular at the end yeah, of but, the day. But what they promote is popular. Well, but I think it's six of one, half a dozen the other. I think stuff starts to become popular. They see it starting to trend, and then they promote it, and that's a self-fulfilling cycle. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that's – let's face it. I can't imagine that there's a particularly large team doing all the promotion stuff on the on the App Store. I think it's we're probably more than you may think. Well, maybe, but it's probably not more than a couple of hundred people. Uh, sure. and, and a couple of hundred people are not going to be able to – it's just to, – to, to be able to organize yourself to actually review and find the quality stuff over and above the, the rubbish, uh, they're not really going to be able to do that um, and do it quick enough to actually make, make a, lot of, a lot of sense. So I think it's really, really hard to find decent stuff on the App Store. And uh, I, that's, in some respects, the developers need to address that themselves. They need to find alternate channels to promote their stuff rather than just rely on, rely on the App Store to do it for them. Yeah. Yeah, promotion of, and I've been saying that for a while as well, app developers, they don't spend any money on promotion that I've seen. No. And then they wonder why they're not making any money. Well, it's the same as any industry. If you're not promoting your product, no one knows about it. And if they don't know about it, they're not going to they're not going to buy it. I mean, that's just the way it is. Well, and that that kind of is part of the problem I think with a lot of with a lot of developers is that their level of promotion is, hey, it's a 99 cent this weekend only sale in the in the App Store. Yeah, and, and that's that's what they call promotion, which and, and that I mean, David used to rant against this yeah. just a couple of years ago. He hated these a, a new piece of software on the App Store would come out and then he knew well, don't buy it until it gets close to whatever holiday is coming yeah. up next, because they're uh, going to chop the price in half. So I still, I still don't, I just still don't tend to buy stuff when it first comes out. I stick it on App Shopper and I wait for the price drop. Yeah. Uh, hey, guy. Yeah. Are you an Amazon Prime member? Actually, I am not. You are not. Is anybody here? I am. I am. Okay, so me and David are. Chad and Guy are not. Correct. Let me ask the ones who are not first. Are you at all interested or do you even have you even heard about the Amazon Fire TV? I've heard of it, not interested. Chad? No. Not interested or you haven't heard about I it? I haven't heard of it. So think of an Apple TV. Yeah. It looks very similar. Mm-hmm. Except if you're an Amazon Prime member, which is $79. Actually, I think they just raised it to $99 a year. Yeah. 
unlimited free streaming of TV shows of that they give you. Yeah. There's some brand new stuff cost to mm-hmm. rent, um, but it's basically like an Apple TV. It streams everything. Yeah. It's more powerful. Um, it's 99 bucks, so it's exactly the same price. Mm-hmm. But you can also get a, a controller for it and play games. Hmm. It's a game player as well too. yes yeah. it's, it and it's it's android so it's going to be the that right but it's curated unlike a lot of android mm-hmm. uh amazon has slapped their own interface and they control you know the store there. everything right everything just like apple does uh, to a certain extent but it's it's 99 bucks and i mean you i watch amazon prime quite a bit mm-hmm. and amazon now is actually starting to create their own content um i watched all of um Geez, what was it called? Um, oh, Alpha House, John Goodman. Mm-hmm. It's a political comedy. It was a half-hour show. Yeah, there was oh, 12 episodes or so. Brilliant. I thought it was one of. The, if it was on TV, it would people would be talking about it. But because it's Amazon Prime only, or you have to pay for it, nobody's talking about it. What do you think, guys? Is something like this sounding a little bit more interesting for 99 bucks plus 99 dollars a year? The the biggest problem I have with the fire is that it is streaming only. So, and, and there are times when people don't have internet or their internet is relatively slow. In cases like that, I can turn off the internet or ignore the internet and all of the content that I have previously purchased is available to me uh, on my Apple TV. And I like that. I, you know, it's, it's the, it's the convenience of owning the content without having to have the warehouse space of storing it all in a digital format. Yes, but if you're a Prime member already because you basically get, you know, nothing shipping up to a thousand pounds at two day shipping, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's huge benefits to being an Amazon Prime member already. This is just yet one more okay. thing. Yeah. So if you're already a Prime member and this just costs a an extra 99 bucks to have and then you can start watching all this free content what do you think i don't know um there's there's a lot about amazon's and i i can't put my finger on it but there's a lot about what amazon does that i really really don't like yeah um i think that it's the drones right they, well, not even the drones. I, I think they've been they've been part of the part of the problem instead of the solution uh, when it when it comes to the the, the closure of uh, the main street stores and mm. and you know I mean yeah and a lot of that is is played out for sure and it would have happened anyway possibly under you know someone else. It was but already happening just, long before Amazon yeah. got into business. Oh, and I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, but there's just something about Amazon that, you know, and, and it's almost the same way I feel about s- some of the things that Google does. It, it, it's this whole, oh, well, you know, we're great guys and, and we're going to do this for you and, and it, you're going to really like it and it's all free. And, but there's, there's that, that, that little voice in the back that just says, yeah, we're not as as good as we seem to make ourselves out to be. So you say that, and yet Tom Schmidt posted an article at mymac.com last week, right during the the Macworld Expo. So you may have missed this, David, or guy. In that, 
the world's longest running Apple specialist, the very first Apple specialist, the very first Apple dealer closed their doors called First Tech in Minneapolis. They closed their doors. And one of the biggest contributing factors is Apple opened the Apple store just a block away. Yeah. A block away. Right. I think that's more egregious than anything Amazon's doing. Honestly, I I doubt... I doubt I mean, when they is, were picking that location partner. that they even they even gave any thought to it. Oh, sure you they know did. What? Yes, They're they all, absolutely did. All of these all of these companies have have their pluses and minuses. They're all in it to make a buck, and frankly, none of them care one way or but the don't other. You, but would you agree that that's more egregious than what anything that Amazon or Google is doing? Simply for the fact that this is not just a competitor. This is somebody that sold your products. This is somebody that's under an agreement with you that they have to sell a certain amount of products to stay in business. This is someone that's helped grew your business from nothing to where it is today. And support your customers. They, they supported your customers. They sold to your customers. And you open up a brand new store a block away. Isn't that more than just a oh, just the cost of doing business? Isn't that more egregious than Google reading your email and presenting an ad for new shoes because shoes is mentioned in this email that you're reading right now. And it's not that someone's actually reading it. It just picks out keywords and mm-hmm. throws up. It's an illithic. Anyway. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. I know the words. So, so can't say it either. Do you think that I personally think that's more egregious to me? I don't know. It, it's, it, it is, it is the cost of doing business. This, this you know, these are things your partner's going to open a store a block away and. You have to take it no matter what, and you can't even complain about it publicly because if you do, they're going to yank your your licenses to sell their product. Well, it no longer matters because they're no longer selling the products anyway. But, but I, this, you know, is, I, this was you know over the last eight years this has happened. Yeah, and there have been there have been other companies that that this has happened to as well. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, companies companies are going to do what is in their best interest regardless of agreements that they have made with anybody else this is this is the nature of you know not just business and technology but business in general it doesn't really matter who you have partnered up with if there is some advantage that you can gain uh whether you purposely screw them over or not so that's just the cost of business. And as a consumer, we just got to go. Yeah, well, that's just the cost of doing business. So if that's the case, then why aren't you more ang- or why aren't you more open to Amazon? I'm not because, more open. Go ahead. Because they they're going to offer a lot more than not just better prices, which isn't always true. A lot of people assume that Amazon's killing everyone because their prices are better. They're not always better. Uh, but it, you're not going to get it right then. You got to wait a day or two. The prices may or may not be better. You're still paying taxes now because Amazon is collecting state taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this hundred bucks a year, you get all this free stuff that comes with it. I don't know. I, I I have more of a problem with Apple opening up an Apple store in in First Tech's backyard, literally, and right. stealing their customers than I do with Amazon putting the small guy out of business. And you know, I'm a liberal. I like. Mm-hmm. The small shops. I like, right. you know, David, we just talked about a couple of months ago, me going to a local shop that I can literally see almost from Chad's front door to buy a part for a stove. Yeah. It would have been cheaper to get it yeah. on Amazon. But I wanted to go to this store because they're a local. And if I had a problem, they're right there. And I like to support local. But I still love Amazon. 
What do you think, David? You, um, is, is the fire something that you're interested in, the, the, the fire TV? The, the problem I have with the fire is that I can already get uh, Amazon Prime streaming video through my iPad and play out my Apple TV, so I don't see a need to buy a dedicated product to do that. Um, I think the problem is is that to get the full spread of of all of the streaming services you want at the moment, you need multiple devices, and that's not great. Um, you know, you need to have if you wanted just set top boxes to do it, you need two or three of them to get everything, um, and nobody wants to do that. So I think people do have to pick and make a choice. Apple TV has been growing substantially and and i think it's now making enough money that it's probably more than just the hobby they used to call it um obviously you're not going to see a situation where amazon if amazon are doing their own device they're going to have an amazon prime app on the apple tv but having no, said that, don't say that they do their own kindle they make their own kindle hardware and there's still an app on the iphone yeah. and the ipad and on you know all the other devices including your mac including pcs so i don't rule out them putting Look, the Amazon Prime Video is on the PS3. It's yeah. on the Xbox 360. I believe it's on the new systems as well. I I I think Amazon has a history of kind of throwing things on the onto the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, if the if the fire the fire TV box takes off, then you won't probably won't ever see it on the Apple TV. If it doesn't, then maybe you will. Um, they, this is to me is is clearly is a, is putting a toe in the water. I don't believe it's it's much more than that at this stage. I think the games thing is interesting, but uh, unless the games are rewritten to make better use of the controller and the device, Amazon's um, actually writing their own games as well. They have an well, Amazon Game Studio. Yeah. So so that that is, as I say, that's interesting, but it's early days with that yet. You so really this is. Would, this is an Apple TV combined with the Ouya. Mm-hmm. Effectively, yeah. Yeah. For 99 yeah. bucks. I'm interested in that, I'll be honest. I don't have a place to hook it up to right now. I would have to buy yet another switcher or something, and yeah. I don't want to go through that hassle. Exactly. Um, I, think it'd be, I think it'd be more interesting if instead of selling it $99, they, it was $49 to people who had a Prime subscription. I think, I think that, that would, would be... That would be a big thing. I that, think that, fact, would that could still happen. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that, that, I mean, they don't want to immediately start selling it for forty nine bucks. They, you know, they release it as ninety nine bucks, and when it gets close to Christmas, hey, if you're a Prime subscriber, if you renew for an extra fifty bucks, we'll send you this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I don't know. I don't or wait until wait till the next one comes out. The fire too. Yeah, and then you get the first fire for you know half cost or whatever. Or even you buy this and you get a free membership to Prime. They could position that it that way as well. To me. Would yeah. you buy one if the if it would get you a, a free Prime membership? Uh, and there's would, a lot of there's a lot of content on Prime for streaming video. I'll be honest, there's a lot of content, and it's good and, stuff. And, and you've got to remember, Prime is not just streaming video. I mean, Prime no. is the free is the. I mean, in the UK we get free one day shipping. Uh, in the US, is, is it free two, two day days. shipping? Some yeah, that. Yep. Um, there's there's quite a few benefits you get. I, I know from experience. If you have a problem with a with an Amazon delivery, and you call up and you complain and you mention to them, well, they see on your account that you're a Prime member. Um, it opens some doors. It you kind of get you get a better service because they recognise that you've paid extra. So Prime is becoming much more of a thing. 
Uh, and this is all about adding value to the prime, and, and obviously that's pushed the price up. Now, of course, some people said, oh, yeah, they pushed the price up for a stream service I don't want. I'm already on Netflix and stuff like that, you know. Right. You're well, gonna, I'm on, ne- I'm on Netflix, well. too. Um, oh, well, Netflix is available on this device, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is, yeah. Netflix like is wherever you're at. Practically everything, yeah. Yep. Well, that's that's the brilliance of Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Netflix is going to come out with a box, Chad. No. I mean, why would they? They don't need to because they can piggyback on everyone else's box. Which That's is right. What they've been doing. They just make the software and yeah, it why plays. Why do I need to make hardware for anything? Well, you yeah. know, the one thing, the one thing that makes me crazy is uh, all these so-called smart TV sets that really don't need to be smart, and they all have different interfaces, and it's difficult to figure out for the average person how to use them. Well, that's why because why don't they just you... go back to making freaking TV sets and well, what's, leave what's all t- of the rest of that stuff for somebody else? And what's a TV anymore except for a giant monitor for the most That's part? That's really all it is. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all the it problem should is be. nobody's making a good TV interface because the people, the engineers that make the hardware are also, you know, those are the same making people. Making the UI. Yeah, and yeah. they don't know how to do it well. There's never been a TV with a great UI. We all muddle through because that's what's available. Mm-hmm. And this goes to a lot of the internet rumors, an Apple TV, an actual Apple TV, a company that knows how to make an interface. But would it be iOS? I don't. If I look at my Apple TV currently, I don't want that as my cable mm-hmm. box. That doesn't work at all for live programming and changing channels and recording something. It doesn't work for that at all. In fact, I find the Apple TV interface kind of clunky and crappy, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I don't remote. like it at all. Yeah. Uh, and nobody ever talks about that. Everyone always says how great the Apple TV is. It is great. Except I think it's the worst interface Apple has ever made. And from what I see, Apple doesn't know how to do a TV from interstate, uh, an interface standpoint. Well, yeah. the uh, interface itself wouldn't be that bad if the remote control for the device was right. better. And that's what I was going to say uh, to Guy's perspective is that part of the problem with building a good TV interface is you have a historical precedence of having a very bad input device, which is a remote control. Yeah. yeah. And people try to build the interface around this bulky remote control instead of rethinking what kind of remote control do I really need to have a good interface with the TV? The problem I have with the Apple TV remote is actually the opposite of that. It's not only is it too simple, it's too small. I'm always losing the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> the, the only saving grace there, the only saving grace there is I have the Apple TV remote app on my yeah. iPhone and my iPad. Yeah. But I've got two Apple TVs and I forget which is which sometimes. And I, why isn't it playing anything? Come on. And the TV in the other room's going crazy, like, make up your mind. <laughs> Until I figured out how to change the name of each Apple TV. Um, but yeah, I, it's a terrible interface. It's, it's made a little bit better if you're using an iPhone to control it marginally. But that's not, that's not what the Apple TV as a set top box needs to really no, take off. It, it can't needs be, to be it included. With a remote that has a touch screen on it that is substantial enough so that Chad won't lose it, or sorry, David won't lose it, and you can use oh, I would it lose to. It too. Okay, <laughs> actually, last night my son, I walked into the the family room downstairs, and my son is like tearing apart all the the couch cushions. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, oh, "I lost the Apple TV remote." And it's like, "Oh, for God's sake!" And I just turned around and walked out of the room, let him deal with it, but. Oh, yeah. You, you, the Apple should have, you know, either buy Belkin or, you know, one of these companies that, that know how to make remotes, not necessarily use their interface, but just use their 
uh, supply chain to nah, create Apple a remote. Yeah. Sorry, Apple, need that. Apple already makes remotes. They're, it's it's they don't need that at all. Well, they need they need something that needs to be included with the Apple TV that'll make it easier for people to use where they don't have to use their phone. They don't have to use something as clunky. As yeah, they have to have some kind of a built-in, you know, touchscreen device. And it, if it simply shipped, everyone's shipped with uh, an iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. Of course, then someone's using the iPod Touch to listen to music in the other room. Right. But yeah. still, I mean, you could, it, you has could to be, it has to be cheap enough so that it's it's not yeah. adding significant cost to the And product. you can replace it when you lose the damn thing. Right. Right. Because I, I'm with David. I lose my Apple TV remotes all the time. In fact, I unplugged one of them and I plugged it into the other TV. And I had also changed my network setup a little bit. And I couldn't find the remote. So I couldn't connect to it with the Apple TV or with my iPhone because that Apple TV wasn't on the same network at that point. So I had to reset the whole thing, mm. and then I also I, eventually I found the remote, but that's the only way I could do it. You, yeah. I literally could not do it with with the Apple TV. You have to have an Apple remote to set it up from scratch. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, it used to be we'd say, "Oh, if you lost a remote, well, you're just too lazy to get up and change the channel manually." Well, when you have hundreds of channels now. How could you possibly do that manually, sitting in front of your TV? Click, 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 yeah. click, click. Well, I mean, and don't forget, a lot of times now the now the uh, the controls are on the side of the TV set, right? So you know you won't even necessarily even have your fingers in the right spot as you start hitting buttons. All of a sudden, your contrast, you know, your screen yeah. goes from color to black and the white. The menu's popping up. The volume's going crazy. And- well, it's not like the old, you know, the old. RCA's or Curtis Mathis, where you had a number pad, a number pad on the TV right. itself to punch, yeah. punch in your channel. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I think the yeah, I miss those days. Yes, honey. <laughs> I think the 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 Fire TV is interesting. Um, I'm not going to spend money on it right now. It's not even on my man. It would be really cool if someone bought this for me because I simply I don't have a physical place for one right now. And the only time I really want to watch anything on Prime, I'm probably sitting in front of the computer anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching long-form movies there. I'm watching TV shows. I'll, yeah. um, 30 Rock is what I'm currently mm-hmm. kind of watching on, on my Prime membership. And I go through maybe one episode every three weeks. I just, oh, yeah, I haven't watched one, and I'll mm-hmm. watch it. Kind of in the background while I'm doing yeah. other work. That, that's not enough reason for me to get... And a, a Fire TV. Now, if they sent one to me for free as part of my Prime membership, I think I'd find a place to put it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chad's house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have time to watch all the content. That's the problem. Is that I? That you know, is I another have, issue. I have enough time yeah. to watch. I barely have enough time to watch all the shows I want to watch right now. And I know yeah. there's a lot of good shows out that I'm not going to be able to catch. I'm with you 100. percent There's some shows that I've recorded. And I'm just now getting caught up on, like, the blacklist. I finally got caught up. See, and I'm not caught up. And I've got, like, eight episodes. That's where I was. And I'm like, okay, I've got to get caught up on all this stuff. The the only reason I got caught up, Chad, was because I remember I told you I was having the back issues I went to the doctor for. I stayed up all night long, and that's how I got caught up. (laughs) So just I did the same thing with The Walking Dead. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I got caught up with The Walking Dead. The day before the season finale came out. <laughs> oh, I was because I was sick over the course of like two or three days. And, uh, you know, Tracy was away on some seminar, so she wasn't here. And I'm just laying there in bed and it's like, OK, episode after episode after episode after episode, get all the way caught up. 
It was a good season. Love I know a lot of people too. didn't like this season. I thought it was really good. Oh, Walking Dead? Oh, it's been yeah. fantastic. Oh, great. It was fantastic. And the ending was fantastic this year, oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, uh, before we start getting into geeky show ever territory yeah. and talking <laughs> about that, I know this is a, a much shorter episode than you guys are used to, but um, David and I are recording later than usual. It's getting pretty late there in the UK for David, and he needs to get off here. and. Yeah. And uh, take yep. care of business, and Chad and I still have to eat dinner, and uh, Guy probably wants to go do something as well. So we're going to wrap up this episode you of know Tech I do. <laughs> if you guys want to send us feedback, please do so. Uh, if we had any for this week, I don't have it with me right now, and I believe uh, Michael Breed sent something in that was interesting, but I'm not in front of my home computer, so I don't have that with me. We'll get to that next week on uh, show 157. Uh, anything else going on, David, we should mention? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, not that comes to mind. Okay. Well, if you guys want to get a hold of us again, go to techfanpodcast.com. Leave a message right under the, the show notes, or you can send us an email, tim at techfanpodcast.com or... Uh, David at techfanpodcast.com. Hey, uh, Guy, where can people find you online? Uh, well, I'd say guy at mymac.com, but apparently that email has some problems right now. I think uh, it needs to get reset. We'll, we'll figure that out some other time. But, okay. Uh, G, G Searle one at gmail.com will reach me as well as, oh, God, I'm, I'm all over the place. Just Google my name, Guy Searle. You'll find me. Or go to the mymacpodcast.com website, and you can find all the podcasts that Guy does there as well as the oh, content yeah. for. That's right. Uh, I forgot about How can I forget about the MyMac podcast? I, you always do, and and you never you never <laughs> promote the MyMac podcast website either. Uh, <laughs> even though I update it every week for you, buddy. <laughs> I, I talk about my the MyMac uh, website all the time on yeah. our podcast. No, 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 the MyMac podcast website. Oh, oh, that website. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chad, you're not really online doing anything right now, are you? No, I haven't been doing much lately, just laying low. But you can still reach me at chadperry at mymac.com. There you go. I've, I, I heard him recently on TechFan. You mean uh, MyMac? No, Chad Perry this, on TechFan. Yeah, this is TechFan. very episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so David and I will be back next week. We'll have Chad on again here soon. Um, it's been too long since we've had him, and I like his perspective on things, and gives me a chance to hang out with my buddy sometimes yeah and guy will get you back on tech fan again i like uh i like having you on here because your your opinions vary from ours and personally david i think that's fun when we get other people on that don't just agree with us definitely hell we don't agree with each other half the time people. <laughs> yeah. all right thanks for listening guys <laughs>